Daily Draft Report. Set your DVR to record now. All right, welcome in. Good morning, everybody. This is your Daily Draft Report, the daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Today's prospect is one of my favorite in the draft, the best player in the draft. I don't care what anybody says. Mr. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, edge rusher, redshirt sophomore, six foot five, two hundred fifty-five pounds, and the only person in the world more of a stud than Kayvon Thibodeau is my guest, Mr. John Glosser. How you doing, John? I'm pretty good, Dwight. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> good to have you, man. Glad you're feeling better, and I'm ready to talk about Tebow, man. So I know we were fighting over getting his uh, rookie draft profile in a. Uh, on the nerds, and I, I was quicker on the draw. So I was wider, baby. <laughs> if I didn't get him, I'm glad you did. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go through his, his recruiting profile. I mean, just is the best you can get. I mean, he was the number two prospect in the 2019 class, five-star. I had tons, 27 offers, five official visits, visited Alabama. I mean, he was very, very sought after, obviously. And ended up going with Oregon. And since he's been at Oregon, he's had just amazing numbers. The numbers you would expect a number, like a number one type of pass rusher to have. Uh, started out as a freshman with nine sacks, including 14 tackles for a loss. Um, some pass defenses, forced fumbles. He's had, he had two forced fumbles in 2021, along with seven sacks, um, 49 tackles. So he's shown the ability to do more than just rush the passer, which you really like. And as far as accolades, he was the, a 2021 consensus All-American. So that's it. That's the accolades. That's the recruiting profile. Let's get down to the meat and potatoes. John, what traits and attributes does Thibodeau possess that will make him successful in the NFL? I mean, he he has it all. Like, we're in agreement. Like, he is the best player in the draft, in, in my opinion. Um, you're looking at a guy like what you look at and see, like, T.J. Watt do on a you know, weekly basis in the NFL. Like, those are all the things that Kayvon Thibodeau can do. So, like, I think that in a 3-4 is probably where you want him. You know, I mean, being able to be a little bit more dynamic. I think if he does go to 4-3, we're, we're going to look to probably hope that he, he you know, puts on some mass. I love the dude. Like, I mean, I, I think, like, I don't – I hated that he only get, was able to play the seven games last year, but not to really a fault of his own. But, um, yeah, he, he brings everything. He's a guy who averaged um, almost a sack per game in college, you know, 4.2 tackles per game. And, you know, the competition in the Pac-12 is, is not really, you know, what he's going to see in the NFL. But this guy's not even close to, like, scratching the surface of how good he really can be. Um, I think that, you know, in terms of the him versus Hutchinson debate is, you know, that's one that we'll probably get into a little bit more here. But on paper, you know, when you – on paper and on film, when you when you look at the guy, like he has everything you want. You know, he's built like a cyborg. You know, what I mean, like he can win so many ways, and he's not even like you know being coached yet to that level of, you know, what an NFL defensive coordinator will you know require of him. So I mean, he's just like it's just amazing to see a guy this good and to to stay relatively healthy and declare for the draft and get all this idp nerds like really excited about yeah it's rare that you see somebody come into college as like the number one and and leave college as the number one you know that's one of the more impressive things about him i like that he can go he's he's quickest outside i like watching him go outside but he's pretty good inside too he's got really good hands i like his 
pursuit of running plays of pass. You know, he he never gives up on a play. He said his build is perfect. He's got great feet. You know, he he's got an array of moves that is only going to get better. And he's got a good frame. You know, that'll allow him. He's got those really long arms that just and his explosion off into plays is just ridiculous. Like he goes really low and he has power and he's got that speed. And it's just it's it's impressive. Like I watched you know several games, full games of him breaking him down for the nerds and it was just it, just amazing so and he did it you know put on a line where he was the only person and was getting you know everything thrown at him you know like all the best tackles guards titans everything you know that he he faced a lot of double triple teams everything you think of that's why his stats i think are probably not as good as like hutchinson hutchinson had you know obviously more statistically statistical statistical dominance i think i can say that freaking word um so yeah so there's all the good is there anything bad about him like is there anything you can see that would stop him from being successful i mean i think like the the statistical you know kind of dip i guess if you want to say that you would want from a you know, uh, a top pick is you're looking, you know, for that 10 plus 12 plus sack season consistently. But I think he's still a little raw. I mean, almost not as raw as like Rousseau was a year ago, but I mean, I think he's, he's that kind of build where is you still look at him like, Oh, you know, he's a little light, you know, but again, like, is he still that freak athlete if he adds on 20 and 30 pounds from now? Like, I think he is. Um, I, I think the, my favorite game, the 2020 USC Pac-12 title game, like that game, he didn't have like this outstanding three or four set game, but he dominated that game. Like he, you know, inside and outside, kind of to your point there, it was like when we see him line up outside, it's like, you know, green light go. But I mean, he kind of surprises you a little bit on the, you know, when he kicks inside and he is, you know, he is playing on it. I mean, there hasn't been a, a defensive lineman come out of Oregon that, you know, he's played with at least in the last three years that have been, you know, I think you would consider like taking some pressure off him. You know, you look at Hutchinson, at least got to pay, play with Quiddy Pay a year ago. And, you know, it's he's crazy good. I think that impact plays are something that like you would love to see more of. I think that's kind of the thing that people might may, might knock him down for. Whereas Hutchinson had this amazing season. And then you look at, you know, Thib- Thibodeau didn't, you know, he didn't have like all those impact plays, but you know, when you're getting double and triple teamed and, and you're not playing on a top five team in the country that, that also hurts you a little bit. Right. Yeah. That is something I, I did notice as well. I just broke down a Jabo the other day and he's so many impact plays, you know, that that's his name of his game. I mean, he five forced fumbles and you know, always smacking at the ball. That's something I wish Tebow would do a little more of, but he also didn't seem like he was, it was more of a struggle for him to get to the quarterback too, because he was always, he had everything thrown at him. So it'll be curious to see what he does against the better, you know, tackles in the NFL. I think he might have a little bit of a learning curve. I don't think he's going to be a guy that comes in and gets 10 sacks right off the bat. Yeah, but I think he's, like you said, he could easily add on 20 pounds, and it's not going to affect him at all. You know, it'll just make him more powerful. So I One thing I, I kind of picked up on, you know, just watching him live and in some film over the years is that wingspan is a little – reminds me a bit of Chandler Jones. You know what I mean? Like when he gets around that corner, it's like, man, like either he has go-go gadget arms or he can just find a way to, you know, get, you know, get to the quarterback. Um, like to your point, I would love to see – use that wingspan and that reach and that, you know, those long arms to to start slapping at footballs. And I think impact plays are going to, you know, especially in the NFL are going to spike like crazy because, 
he's not going to be playing on a, you know, a line where it's just him. You know, he's going to have a lot of help, you know, across the board. All right, as far as landing spots, I mean, NFL mock draft database, I've been, I use that for all the prospects. He's, I think he's either going one or two. I mean, it's pretty – do you think he'd be a better fit at Jacksonville or Detroit or is it really matter? Um, I don't think it really matters too much. I mean, I think Jacksonville, that might be that one that, like, you feel like – you let get away. Um, whereas, but, you know, we, we talked a little bit before you could see Jacksonville, you know, going offensive line and where Detroit, you know, was lucky to land into Penny Sewell a year ago is, you know, now right. if you can somehow luck into Thibodeau as well, you better be sending, you know, Oregon some, you know, thank you letters because <laughs> you're going to get studs on offensive and defensive lines. And we know that's, you know, where you win in the NFL. I don't think either matter. I mean, we saw Charles Harris have a, a career resurrection under Dan Campbell in Detroit. So I think if, you know, there's probably a really good chance that Harris stays there for another year, on a, either even if it's on a one-year deal or whatever. Um, and then if you bring in Thibodeau, it's, you know, I think for IDP purposes and fantasy purposes, you know, we would much rather see the Detroit landing spot just because I don't think you would have to worry at all about you know, a percentage of snaps that he plays his rookie year. Whereas I think in Jacksonville, you know, you are going to have Josh Allen, you know, you still have um, Kevion Chase on there. Um, who knows with who's going to be the next coach there and defensive coordinator and all that jazz as to if he's going to be used in more of a rotational role until he bulks up and gets the NFL game, you know, down pat. But, you know, going back to the Rousseau point, you know, Rousseau this year played 49% of snaps for the Bills, ended up with four sacks and I think 42 solos. So, I mean, those numbers aren't, I mean, if you add another three sacks to that, two sacks to that, I mean, we're talking about, a you know, at least a top 36 D lineman in IDP. So that could be uh, something that I definitely think Thibodeau's capable of. Um, and I, I think he should see more of more than 49% of snaps if he goes to either of those two teams because Sean McDermott isn't the coach. So uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that it's a realistic that if he does see a decent amount of snaps, I mean, the, the dude has the talent. He can, he can make plays and impact plays will probably be a, a really big part of his scoring as a rookie. Selfishly, I want him in Detroit just because <laughs> they're, they're like my second team and <laughs> Adding to adding this, what they have like the twenty seventh and the thirty thirtieth, and then like yeah, so it, they could address the quarterback, wide receiver. I mean, they could really do a team overhaul. But I think Hutchinson's also a good fit, a hometown boy. So yeah. either way, Detroit, I think, comes out of that pretty happy. All right, John, uh, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and what you're working on these days. I'm at uh, at Gloucester13 on Twitter. Um, we are in our big push over at DynastyNerds.com putting out um, rookie profiles, offense and defense. Dwight's helping with those two. We're, we're kind of spearheading that and trying to get as, as much information out there for you guys as possible. Appreciate any feedback, any guys that you're more interested in. Um, we would be happy to either, you know, come on here and cover with Dwight or even, you know, put out more extensive articles, you know, breaking down those guys. Um, we'll also have rookie mock drafts for uh, offense, super flex, as well as IDP. We'll probably get going a little bit later in the off season here before the draft, obviously some super flex with IDP combined to kind of give you guys um, more of a, a idea of where guys are going. So um, we did that last year. It seemed to, you know, be something that was favorable to the community. So we'd, uh, we're trying to do that again. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. That's one where people struggle. Hell, I even struggle, and I've been doing <laughs> IDP for fifteen years, and it's hard to to judge where that first IDP goes. You know. All right, you can find me on Twitter, FF People's Champ. This podcast at Daily Draft RPRT, and also like John said, working at the Nerds, writing a little bit at Campus to Canton, doing a lot of editing behind the scenes type stuff, but. Thank you guys very much for listening. Like I said, even if you don't play IDP, it's good to know these defensive guys. So thank you guys very much, and we will talk to you tomorrow.